Welcome back to The Red Carpet, the podcast where we look at how well or how terribly our favorite books have been adapted to the big screen. Today, we're talking about Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. And folks, it was something. But before we get into all of that, hi, Cass. Hi, Matt. How, how are you? you? Oh, jinx. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I am. I'm riding on a high. I just won trivia. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, we won by one point. So it was very high stakes trivia game tonight. For and there was though. a lot of teams. There was like 13 teams or something tonight. So how many? So you intense. do this. You do this every week. Yes. How many are yes. there normally? It varies in like the wintry springtime. When did we start going again? We only started going again in like March, I think. And in the cooler weather when it's not as nice because there's no like tourists around because we live in the lakes region of New Hampshire, which uh-huh. is like a hot spot for people in the summer to come visit. Mm-hmm. So when there's not a ton of people visiting, there's only... Sometimes only like four teams. Oh, wow. But then, yeah. But then once tourist season picks up and there's more people around, it gets yeah. busier. Yeah. So tonight was a lot of teams, lots of competition. That's and fun. We kicked all their butts. So. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. did. Yeah. But that's amazing. Um, yeah. Living that park life still. Ooh-hoo. Working on finding a full-time job. We're working on it. We're, We're one on step it. closer, hopefully. Yes. So we'll see. Keep your fingers crossed. Although, I mean, yes. hopefully by the time this comes out, we that's know. That's true. <laughs> Again, by the time you all hear this, maybe I have a great new job that I love. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> maybe editing cast could be like, just kidding, guys. Everything's great. Yeah. I got it. Right. I'll add some sort of note. <laughs> Podcast time is weird. Yeah. I'm like, I can't like, it should be so simple. We have it written down when this is going to come out, but I'm like, I can't think that far ahead. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's weeks ahead. We're I know. on the ball. Like, I don't even really know what I'm doing tomorrow. Like, <laughs> how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to know? Yeah. No, I agree completely. But what's new with you? What's up? What's going on? What's new with me? Well, I had a AC unit installed in my room today, which is great because, okay, it's hot. We don't have central mm-hmm. air. Like a window unit is, is clutch. Yeah. But the window in my room is super old. And so the first night I put the window unit in, I was laying in bed and bugs just kept hitting my face. And I was like, no, I was, I was so disgusted. I said, what's yeah. happening? I turned my lights on. I had five or six lightning bugs in my room. And I was like, where are they coming from? Come to find out this window is so old. Like the panes are like very separated from each other. So with uh-huh. the window open, there was like a three inch gap where bugs were just coming to the light and flying. No, it was awful. Oh, it was no. like 1130 at night. I was hot and I was tired and I just got out that duct tape and I yeah. tried to seal it off as much as I could, but I would catch a lightning bug every day. Like yeah. at least one. Wow. So I probably do so much. Yeah. You can yeah, that's right. I would duct tape as much as I could, but mm-hmm. they find a way. Wily little yeah. buggers. So it's really nice to have that and like have it fully sealed. But the guy was like coming in and out today. So I didn't want to have any air on. So I was sweating. And <laughs> I read a whole book today, so that was fun. A whole book? Wow. A whole book. I, I love did. that for you. I did. I read Rhapsodic by Laura Talassa. 
And I've had oh. it on my on my TBR for a while and I've checked it out multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's actually one that I requested the library purchase. Nice. And then nice. I've I mean it's it's been a while. <laughs> and I check it out and I never get to it. And finally I was like, I'm getting to it. Gonna um, do it. And it has like almost a four-ish rating on Goodreads. So I was like feeling pretty good about it. Pretty and good. I, I read it in in a in a day. So nice. it was enjoyable. I, I'm curious, what are your thoughts? on urban fantasy set now in the states like in this timeline um I don't know I I go back and forth on urban fantasy especially when it interacts with the real world I don't know I feel like a lot of the time I'm like this is kind of (laughs) cringy But I did just finish Angel Fall the other day, which takes place modern day for when it was written, which was like 10 years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And that was cool because it was the collapse of things with fantastical elements. But it wasn't like fully fantasy. It was just angels was the one aspect. But I think it depends on how good the author is, honestly. I think that's what it comes down to. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed this this book I really thought the plot was interesting it was kind of dark honestly yeah but it was something that was new that I hadn't felt like I'd read before kind of yeah but like they watched Harry Potter together and she like got him to read the books and I was just why like what I don't know. It was weird. And I feel the same way about like contemporary fiction too. Like yeah. when they, you know, I'm Swift. I love Taylor Swift. I love her, but I'll read a book and mm-hmm. they're like, and they jammed Taylor Swift. And I'm just like, oh, like why? Yeah. I definitely, now that you're saying that I prefer like the vague references yeah. to things, for example, in it happened one summer, Tessa Bailey specifically says that Hannah was listening to a song about like fate or something. And I associated it to Taylor Swift in my own brain and did that yeah. for myself. Like make your own but, connection. Like, right. But it's like, it can be anything and it's not putting a specific element on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I definitely prefer the more vague references. Yeah. Instead of this is what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I gave it a four and a half just because of that. Cause there were like yeah. things like that where I was just like, no, I don't. Yeah. Is that the one that has like the wing on the cover? Yes, with like the oh, okay. velvety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> ah! It was so good. <laughs> okay. I I might have to look into that one at some point then. <laughs> it's good it's good but uh, I like yeah. to wait until people I like really trust their opinions on read some books just mm-hmm. to, like be like do I actually no, totally. want to read this totally like with the, with the cruel prince I was like man I know a lot of people don't like the series but Allison uh at the bookish farmer mm-hmm. on books that she was like I love this series and I was like I really trust her judgment and I yeah. really enjoyed the first one so yeah yeah. yeah. See, that one was so interesting. I was just like, I loved the last 100 pages of it when Jude was just scheming yes. her little heart yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And I know this is so silly to say, but because the literal name of the book is The Cruel Prince, yeah. but everyone was just so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> See, I loved that. I was like, Ugh. I'm living for how mean like, these people stop are. Being mean to her. And then... I, spoilers, (laughs) Cruel Prince, spoilers. We haven't talked about this, actually. I, they kept talking about the note 
about the poison and the poisoning. And then I was like, why are we still talking about this? Yeah. I was like, I don't understand how this is relevant. Like they wrote this years ago. Like, why are we talking about this now? And then it ended up with its significance. And I was right. You could have made that more. I was like, I was so, I was so tired of them talking about it. And I was like, can we mm, just, I can see that. Let's, let's keep going. I was like, why are we stuck on this? And then see, we got to- yeah, that's how I also feel about another book, which people love this book and uh, please don't get mad at me, everyone. I cannot stand Spill this the tea. Book. Spill it. Um, Kingdom of the Wicked and Kingdom of the Cursed. <laughs> read those yet. You feel that way about those? Yeah, I did not like them. I thought Amelia was so annoying. And it was like a similar thing where she would hyper fixate on these like one clues. And I was like, get over it and do something else. Like she would come up with theories before having enough information. I'm like, stop. Yeah. Think you are so annoying. I could not stand. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I just didn't understand like why it was significant or how it was significant and why we kept focusing on it. Right. And then of course it turns into like the whole crux of the plot. And I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. I get it now. But like, I think those things are better when it's, she thinks about it for like a a little bit, like a few pages yeah. and then you all forget about it. And then it's like, and then it comes back and you're like, oh, I had an idea about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like big like reveals that you're not expecting at all, but right. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely want to continue the series, but I like didn't super love that one. So I wasn't like yeah. jumping right into the next mm-hmm. one, but I definitely want to know. Makes sense. Yeah. I definitely want to know what Jude's going to do because I am so excited towards the end. I was like, all right, I like you now. And yeah. I mean, I love human Taryn, but like actual <laughs> real life Taryn that we know. Yeah. I was just, I was so over Taryn. I was like, you're the worst. It was so hard. Cause I was like, Man, I love our friend Taryn and having to read this About awful a terrible Taryn. Terrible Taryn. I was like, no, this is hurting my brain. I know. Yeah. I know. It's a lot. You know what else hurts my brain? The Percy Jackson film series hurts my brain. Same. My, my brain, my heart, my soul. It hurts us so much Ugh. that we just went on that whole tangent that has nothing to do with this podcast. But we don't have to talk about it, but we are going to. We are doing yeah. the hard work. <laughs> Yep, we are. We're leaning in, folks. (laughs) We're leaning in. We, yeah, we did. We really did for this one. So, so Cass, will you just remind us what happens in the book, Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters? The book. So, quick synopsis of the book, Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. Percy's at the end of a school year, at one school. He has stayed at one school, which is a big thing for him. He's right. feeling good. He left camp. Um, yep. yep. He left Camp Half-Blood. He didn't have to go back. Like he was safe with his mom and he makes a new sort of friend, Tyson, who is described as being homeless. Like that's his thing. He's different. He's like a big kid. He's kind of weird. The other kids don't really get him. Percy's also been having a lot of dreams about Grover being in danger and on like one of his last school day is it the last day it might be like the last day of school <laughs> I think so it's or the it's very like, end of the close school to year. the end yeah chaos unfolds Lystragonians show up there's chaos there's fighting Annabeth is there uh, she tells Percy you know something terrible is happening at camp we have to go after Chiron was like no don't go to camp like stay with your mom um well he told Sally that he didn't tell Percy that right because he's very uh 
deceptive sometimes. Uh, once they get to Camp Half Blood, so they take the old taxi cab to <laughs> Camp Half Blood. Um, things are like all over the place at Camp Half Blood. Everyone's angry and things are bad. Um, there's a new activities director, Chiron, gets kicked out because Talia's tree has been poisoned and he's being blamed for it, kind of. They sneak out, they get some supplies from Hermes, who sends them out on a quest. And their quest is to, well, Clarice is also kind of officially given the quest, yeah. but their like interference quest is kind of supported by Hermes to get the golden fleece to save Talia's tree, which has been poisoned. Luke is interfering once again, trying to bring Kronos back. Mm -hmm. Um, Clarice is interfering slash assisting slash interfering again Mm -hmm. because she's actually officially on the quest, but she gets in the way of Percy and the crew. And in this book, also, Percy is told by Annabeth about the prophecy that he knows has something to do with him. But Annabeth reveals to him that this prophecy is directly about a child of the big three, Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, that when they turn 16, the next child of them that turns 16 will bring about either the end of the age of gods or like recover the age of gods to their Mm -hmm. maximum potential. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot. There's a lot going on. Once once again, start to finish a lot going on. I have to say, as soon as Tyson was described, I was like, obviously he's not human. Yes. I was like, he's correct. Obviously a mom, like he's something, right? He's something. He's some sort of creature. Yeah. And, and in the book, it's like a dodgeball thing. Yeah. The The Lystragonians. Lystragonians. That's it. (laughs) And as soon as Tyson was like, they smell weird. I was like, Percy, you are smarter than this. Yeah. Percy is a little bit of like a ditz in this series, in the yeah. book. He's like yeah. a little bit of like a dunce. He was something. like, oh, these kids are mean. And I'm like, they are legitimately yeah. monsters. Like, and they had like not... the fakest names possible. It's I like, know. Percy, wake up. I know. But anyways, yeah. anyways, we're not talking about the book. Right. <laughs> we're because talking about the adaptation. Talking about the adaptation. Okay, so what order did we read slash view slash experience this? So like I said before, I watched both movies before I read the first two books. And I've only read the first two so far, so I still haven't read the third. And again, like the first movie before I read the books, thought it was fun. I remember watching the second movie. I was in, it was probably my sophomore year of college, sophomore, junior year. I was in my loft bed with my friends on this teeny tiny TV. And I remember watching and being like, this movie sucks. <laughs> no. And I hadn't even read the book. So uh yeah. What about what what about you? What was your order slash experience? So for me, and I talked about this when we did our Lightning Thief episode and kind of a little bit in the intro episode, I only recently read the first two books and I've only read the first two. Uh, recently like within the last six months finished both of them or seven months maybe and did not watch either of these movies until we started this podcast and then I watched the first one so going into this movie I had read both of the books then watched the first movie Mm -hmm. and I did not have high hopes going into this (laughs) and it's it lived up to my expectations, which were below the ground. Below so. the ground. <laughs> they were unalive. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. 
that was my experience. And then I, this episode is going to be a little bit of a hot mess. Cause I honestly going through our notes, I was reading things and I was like, wait, that happened in this movie. Cause I clearly like tuned out portions like, of this. Movie. This is not Canon. Like, right. Ignore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So the book on Goodreads has a 4.24 rating and we both gave it four stars. We talked about this with the lightning thief too. We don't have the nostalgia factor like as that five star. It's super entertaining. It's super fun, but it's like all laid out for you there. Although I will say I did not expect the ending of this book when I read it. You didn't? I I had a suspicion that something like that was going to be coming. I read it and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It was very well executed though. It I will was. say that. Like it wasn't super obvious, but again, yeah. yeah. Like I was reading it pretty slowly. And then I like yeah. tore through the last 20% of it, but I was reading it pretty slowly. So I had time to like ruminate on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's great. Uh the movie, on the other hand. This is pretty rough. Pretty so rough. R- Rotten Tomatoes, the like actual reviewer score is 42%, which I mean, accurate Accurate. to the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the audience score is 55%. Which like you think about it, again, we have to assume people who both read and didn't read the book are writing this Mm -hmm. movie. And so even people who have not read them are like, this is not a great movie. Right, exactly. I think that speaks volumes. (laughs) Speaks volumes. It's a similar Uh, thing with IMDb. Yep. IMDb 5.7 out of 10. That's an F, yeah. folks. That is, yeah, this is a rotten movie for Rotten. Sure. I give it a one, I guess. <laughs> I, it's so hard to, uh, here's the to thing. like rate this movie. I made it, this bold claim in our first episode, where, or the Lightning Thief episode, and I was like, I'm not watching this movie without remembering that it was on our schedule. So I was like, dang it. <laughs> I have yeah. to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess I gave it a one. I don't really know. I don't really want to rate it. I told Cass this is like my DNF. That's my rating yeah. for this. Yeah, I mean, I I can't blame you on that one. <laughs> but let's let's break it down. So again, just yeah. a reminder. We're going to talk about the casting and acting. And then we're going to talk about how similar the movie was to the book. Things we didn't like. The way they changed things we liked about what they did or what they changed, how the setting was compared to how we pictured it. And then my new favorite segment, which is our quote (laughs) segment. And then what we recommend, you know, you do with this book movie adaptation. Uh, So let's talk about casting slash acting first with the, we'll go with the main trio. What what were your thoughts? So I, I mean, I felt pretty similarly about the main trio as the first movie, but there were some definite changes in, and I think it's more of like writing decisions. So Percy felt a little more accurate to book Percy in this one because he has some of those more, I guess, sentimental moments Yeah, that he has a lot of in the book. Like Percy is first and foremost, a good friend. And that came through a lot more in yeah. this one than it did in the first one. So I thought he yeah. was more on point with his character. He was way more self-reflective and he had so much, he wasn't as confident in this one. I felt like then he came off as like kind of cocky. Yeah. 
I got this in the first one. So I, I totally agree. I feel like we got a lot more depth into his character, at least. In yeah, this. definitely. Annabeth, her character feels like a total 180 from the first one. So in the first one, they gave her like a bunch of Clarice's characteristics, like kind of meaner and like expert swords person. Does she even pick up a single sword or dagger or anything in this movie? Spoiler, she gets, oh no, she gets stabbed by a scorpion tail. I was like, yeah. she gets stabbed by one. <laughs> right. And no, like, I don't think she book, does. Yeah. In the book, she has like her go-to dagger that she has, but she doesn't have that. She doesn't she honestly does not do anything in this movie. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. pretty disappointed by that. Yeah. They made her like a lot. So she does have a couple moments of, I am the smart one in this group. And I think we need to figure out a plan. Right. She And she proposes the plan. Right. Yeah. But that's it. She yeah. doesn't actually do anything. I feel she's there to like support Percy yeah. and make him feel better about himself. Which I hate. Yeah. Girls are more than that. So. Uh, amen. Amen. Yeah. She, she deserved better uh, yeah, in this movie. I agree. I do feel like they they totally skip the animosity to friendship journey. Like they start mm-hmm. this and they're all just best friends. Right. Whereas at the start of this book, they're all kind of, they're at odds with each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. She comes, so. yeah. And then Grover, I felt like, I don't know. I just feel like Percy was the focus and everyone else was just kind of like, meh. Right. Like Grover definitely faded into the background a lot in this one. He didn't have as, he didn't have as many funny moments or quotes. He did not. He still had some good ones and we'll bring him up. Despite being in the movie more than he's in the book, he had nothing to do. He had nothing to, yeah. Okay. But (laughs) we have an excellent casting slash acting performance. Absolutely excellent. Because we finally have the appearance of Mr. D. And who plays Mr. D? The Tooch! The Stanley Tooch, Tucci. The incomparable <laughs> Stanley Tucci. This was incredible. I was rattled. I was like, I was not expecting this. To I happen. know! I did not know. Who was Again, I've movie. watched this movie. I <laughs> was completely blindsided. I was like, yeah. oh God, that's Stanley Tucci. Yep. And I texted Cass and I said, Cast. I said, Cass, do you know who the cast is? And she said, no. And I said, don't look it up. I was like, okay, I won't. <laughs> I went in completely not, not knowing. <laughs> oh, I thought he was great. Now, Jason Mansukis, Mansukis, Mansukis. Again, we love that casting. Yes. Nailed it on that. But like, if it's going to be someone else, Stanley Tucci is. Stanley Tucci was spot on for this. He, he was, even called him yeah. Harry Johnson. I know. I was so happy. Is, yeah. And it was so funny because like, that's the whole thing in the books is that he never calls him the right name. He calls never him, calls I think him. he calls him Peter Johnson in the books, yes. which both of these are very funny. I know. So I love that. And he played yeah. the not taking him seriously, like antagonizing mm-hmm. him. Like, oh, it was perfect. It was so good. He, he was absolutely spot nailed on. it. I loved it. Um, and then we have another character who is not introduced in the first movie either. Mm -hmm. We have Clarice. This was interesting. It was interesting. You know what? She was my favorite character. I actually, I liked her a lot. I liked her so much. And I was so upset by that. I was like, she's a bully. She is. She's so mean. She's so mean. Literally no one likes her. Yeah. Like they won't even go on the quest with her. Right. 
And I loved her in this movie. <laughs> I know. And it's so funny because they took away <laughs> the core parts of her character, which in a way takes away from the growth that we yeah. see from her. Uh-huh. Even though like at the end of the book, she's still like, I don't like you. Leave me alone. Right. So who knows what happens after that? Like, I don't know what happens I don't for either. Clarice in the rest of the books, but I have a feeling there will be some growth there, some more growth. Too. By starting her off as a more likable character. Right, there's nowhere to go. losing the growth, yeah. yeah. She just kind of stays on a single train the whole time. Yeah. I I don't want to, like, diss the actress because I thought she was beautiful. She was, oh, like, she great. Oh, she was gorgeous. Yeah, but... Clarice is supposed to be like this hulking, menacing character. Yeah. Like she's a bully. She is physically intimidating. She's aggressive. And this, this girl, this Clarice that we saw in the movie was not that. Like she was cool. Definitely had like the cool factor, but like Clarice isn't supposed to be cool. She's not cool. Um, so she was like kind of aggressive and like, like, I'm cool. Everyone wants to be me. And they did. Everyone worshiped her. Which was very odd. It was odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I did. She was so sassy and so yeah. on it. <laughs> she was on it. Absolutely. On it. So I did. I really liked yeah. her. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a recast in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Kyron has Pierce. Okay. This is not my this is not my original content. I watched this movie with my friend Dylan and I was talking about, I was like, wait, where'd Pierce go? And he, mm-hmm. he said, Pierce noped out. Fool me once, he said. Yeah. And I was like, and honestly. It, yeah. Tim was looking it up while I was watching it because he was like, man, why isn't he in this? And he couldn't really find anything other than like, he just didn't want to do it. Yeah. He was like, you yeah. sold me a lie. Exactly. Yes. He's also in this a lot more than the characters in this book. It was. Yeah. He I wasn't supposed to be there. They were supposed no. to like talk to him briefly. Yeah, and then he leaves like literally right. day one that they're at camp. He's gone. Right, he's kicked out. He's, he's with in the party Miami. ponies. Yeah, and this actor, like, he was fine. It was he was very he forgettable. was he was way more academic and like yeah. studious than Pierce was. Right, he was wearing like a a waistcoat. <laughs> yeah, I mean he is British. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, Pierce was full on like wearing some sort of Tarzan on Fabio moment. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Totally different. Um, one of our other big characters, and this is Tyson, mm-hmm. who is a Cyclops. He's a young Cyclops. Yes. I don't know. He didn't tinker. I was sad about that. Yeah. He didn't make anything. He didn't fix anything. Like that wasn't essential to him. And so he wasn't really essential to the story, right. I felt like. I mean, his he is flame retardant, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, which is like a thing. Like he does thing. throw the flaming dodgeball rocks. Yeah. Like he's able to do that. So like yeah. that's accurate. Yeah. But I think what the biggest problem with the movies and why they're bad is that they take what's charming and lovable about every single character and they they throw it out. They're like, we yeah. don't need that. Right. <laughs> they keep all like the, the more boring aspects of the characters. Yeah, and, like totally. You have totally taken all of the charm and what people love about these characters and just reduced it to nothing. And by doing that, kind of like you mentioned, we don't get that interaction between the characters and yeah. we don't get that growth in the relationships between the characters either. Yeah. Which I think is what really, especially Mm -hmm. with Tyson, you know, Percy goes through this whole journey of accepting him and recognizing him as a brother that Mm -hmm. we 
kind of, we see a very surface level yeah. of that, you know, we don't see that right. nearly enough. So mm-hmm. now Cass, was there a casting in this movie that particularly shook you maybe? But even more than Stanley Tucci as Mr. D, mm-hmm. I was times that reaction by a thousand is how I reacted when Nathan Fillion showed up on screen as Hermes. Hermes. Like, what? It was truly honestly bizarre casting. Ugh, I don't I, get it. He was, was great. Like, I don't hate it. Like I like Nathan Fillion. I know. But, he did a great job. But I was like, why is he Hermes? Why was this the choice? They were like, we got Uma Thurman. Who can we get next? <laughs> Who can we also get? Who that can will, we scam? That will rival that excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that man. was a, that was a choice. That was a choice. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, wait, what? And then the last scare. Well, I we didn't really talk about Luke in the first one. I don't think. But I mean, yeah. Luke. He's he's good. He's broody. Yeah. He's yeah. There's nothing like here nor there to say about it. You know what movie I love that actor in? Oh, the host. Oh, he's in that. I haven't seen that. I, I believe. I believe he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's, what I love I, him in is Supernatural when he plays the, the Winchester's half brother that gets oh, left in purgatory for like oh, three no. seasons. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, they basically forget about him. It's kind of sad, honestly. But um, sorry if I just spoiled like a plot line of Supernatural. <laughs> it was over. It was on for like 10 years. If, you don't, if it's, yeah, it's not. After yeah. that long, it's not a spoiler. Yep. Um, and then Talia was the last character, right. which again, she's like barely in it, but like yeah. she was fine. She looked right. the part, I guess. <laughs> right. I was just happy they brought her up at all, honestly. Yeah, because she was not she mentioned. Should have been mentioned. She wasn't mentioned at all in the first book. Right. We know nothing about her tree. Which yeah. So then to explain it, the start right. of this movie, they're like, oh, like, there's this tree outside of camp. A whole major plot point from the first book yes. in the first five minutes of the second movie, and I was like, well, yeah. this least, yeah, this least. movie is such an interesting combination of clearly the production team at all levels was like we need to make up ground that we just ignored completely from from the first one so legitimately get all of this in here every major thing we talked about in our lightning thief episode came up in this movie i know and i was like every single thing put it in the first one right 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 which makes this one worse because they're now cramming all of this in (sighs) And it's like, what is happening? Which... I, I don't understand. Okay, so let's talk about things that they changed that we did not like. So we've already said, this is like a weird mix of books one and two. There's a ton mm-hmm. of stuff important in book one. It's now in movie two. I just didn't understand why these decisions were made this way because it's it's like spelled out. They had, they had the yeah. path. Mm-hmm. It was clearly written out for them. It's so frustrating because it's like, if you had only just made a better movie the first time around, right? you would not have had to do this. Right. So this movie is a direct consequence of the decisions made in the first one. Absolutely. And then combined with that is Uh... some of the events in this book or in this movie 
I was like, are they spoiling a later book for me? They, because, they had to have. Right? Like that has to be something that happens in one of the later books. And now I'm Loki upset about it. I know. It. Okay. So what yeah. we're talking about at the end of the movie, Kronos is revived with the golden fleece. Mm-hmm. And so then there's this quote unquote boss fight. <laughs> However, yeah. it was the literal easiest boss fight I've ever watched. Right? I was like, this is Kronos. And that's all you had Krono- to do? No, it was, he did nothing. Percy was just like, oh, sword. What do, oh, yeah. bye. And that was yep. it. I was like, I could have done that in a video game. And I'm terrible at video games. It <laughs> takes me so many times to defeat Ganon in Breath of the Wild during <laughs> boss fights. Okay, and I that, haven't even, that was hard, honestly. That one was I hard. Even I had a hard it, time with that one. <laughs> I haven't even made it to the actual boss fight. I just like the animals. Yeah, th- th- those are hard. I will give you a hard time with those. I'm not like a major league gamer or anything by any means. No, 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 no. That was hard. I it agree. was hard. And mm-hmm. I could have done this. So I, I know I was watching this and I was like, this feels wrong. What are they doing? What's happening? We know that is coming at some point, but to see it there, I was just like, right. I was Ugh. like, Oh, so is this what's going to happen? In right. Like two books. Yeah. Right. Another kind of negative change that I didn't like at all, which I didn't realize how much I didn't like it until coming up with this list and just looking at my like notes from the movie was one of the things they did they talk a lot in the books about the mist which is essentially a veil to Mm -hmm. mortals that kind of hides all of these mythical elements to the world like it hides them so it makes Tyson look like just a weird kid rather than a cyclops Mm -hmm. so what they do in the movie to explain this is it's like a little cologne spray that they mm-hmm. spray on his face to basically change the appearance so it's two eyes. Right. But this, to me, completely misses the point of how all of the mortals living on the planet are just being misled by this. And it's a constant right. presence because they they are truly constantly surrounded by these things and they have no idea. Right. Like that's the point of the mist. So by saying, oh, it's just this little spray bottle completely defeats the purpose of that element to the story and the world. And it right. eliminates a pretty cool world building aspect. And what's interesting is we do see that in the movie at the, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a st- the coffee shop, right? There's the guy mm-hmm. with all the arms making the coffees yeah. and for the trio plus Tyson, like they see all of his arms making the coffees and the people at the shop, they just see him doing a fist bump with Grover and handing him a coffee. Right. So like they even do include that, but then we also have this added element of the spray. So it's, right. it's an interesting, a cho- it's a choice. It is definitely a choice. Yeah. One thing that we also don't see in the movie is Cece's resort. Mm-hmm. So I say it both ways. I've said Cersei. I've said Kirka. I don't know which one is oh. correct. I always in my head have said Cersei. Cersei, right. So Cersei has her island where originally sailors tried to take advantage of her. She's a witch. Mm-hmm. She eventually learned how to turn them into pigs. Keeps Odysseus there or he stays there for a while um, on his journey home. And in the book, she has this resort where everyone has been turned into guinea pigs and Percy himself yes. <laughs> gets turned into a guinea pig. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, that's a moment where Annabeth is the one who saves the day in the book, right? That's her, her time to get everyone back on course. So we don't get that at all in the movie. Nope. It's instead, there's an island that is apparently just where Polyphemus, the Cyclops is, and it's Circe's amusement park, but it's a defunct amusement park. Right. I was just like, why does this even need to, why? Why? I was like, okay, is this them making up for the fact that they took the water park out of book one? That's what what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know. It was so pointless. Because not make they just, sense. they mashed the two together, kind of. But then we don't mm-hmm. get the real escape from the island. We don't get any of that. And I honestly, I'm like, is the only reason they did that so that they could sing It's a Small wo- Small World while they went down? Perhaps, because that was weird. That it was, was such a weird choice. I wanted to die. I hated <laughs> it. I was like, yeah. this is turning into a horror film is what is happening. That's what it felt like, that. for sure. It did. It did. Yeah. I another Annabeth moment speaking of another Annabeth moment in the book there is a chapter called Annabeth tries to swim home (laughs) where they encounter the sirens who lure Mm -hmm. them to an island that shows Annabeth home which hence the chapter title it is one of the absolute best chapters in the book because you get to see so much of who Percy and Annabeth truly are and their friendship develops so much in that chapter. And it's just like, why do they take out the best parts of this story? That's what infuriates me the most. Right. And, and like, Mm. I feel like that's something that's perfect for a movie that is already taking place at sea. Like it's not like that's an added setting that they have to incorporate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not like that. And, and because we get so much development for Annabeth too. Right. It's like that. a huge moment for her. Yeah. Is like coming to terms with kind of where they're at now in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all the kids are aged up. So they age up the prophecy, right? They're past 16. Or are they 16? I don't even know how old they are. I don't even know. Because this movie, I looked up, this came out three years after The Lightning Thief. Right. So they're like adults now. Actors are fully adults at this point. So the prophecy ages them up to 20. Like by the time you hit 20 years of age, which is supposed to be 16, but it's like, okay, they can't do that because they already all look like they're over 16. They were 17 when they started. (sighs) Stupid. That one's just like stupid because they did poor planning. Right. Uh, We talked about Chiron like his character just being way differently used in this than he's supposed to. Yeah. I I really didn't like how they had Chiron just straight up telling Percy what the whole prophecy was. Mm-hmm. So I was like the whole point of Percy and Chiron's like relationship is that Chiron always withholds information from Percy and it completely goes against his character for him to be like, "Oh, yes, Here's this everything is the whole I know." Prophecy. Right. And it's like, again, taking a moment away from Annabeth. I hate it. I hate it so much. (sighs) And then the last big thing, I don't know, big thing, but it's a major point in the book is they bring back the chariot races. Yes. The deadly chariot races. Deadly Tantalus, Mm -hmm. who is the new activities director, brings them back. He has Mm -hmm. a a taste for cruel things. (laughs) Yes. 
But in the movie... Do you know the myth of Tantalus? So I know that, I know he can't eat. I don't know why. I know I was a punishment. Yeah, it's a punishment because he, this is extreme. Okay. This is like gruesome and kind of gross. FYI warning to everyone. He like kills and eats all his children. (gasps) That's why he's being punished. Is he the one that serves them to the gods? Yes. Something happens with him serving up literal children <gasps> to people. Oh my yeah. God. Well, then you, right? you don't get to eat, yeah. my, my friend. So just the way that Rick wrote that into this story in the book is so fascinating to me. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, all that to say, the chariot races are replaced by this like obstacle course death climb. Yeah, which like, they talk in the books about the climbing wall that like crushes yeah. them. So I was they like, do. okay, is this that? Because this is very different than what I pictured, but right. I'll take but it. But also, I guess. again, the chariot races is this moment where Annabeth and Percy work together and, mm-hmm. and Tyson, and Tyson. He tinkers yes. and yeah. uh, that's my frustrated yep. noise. And um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Beckendorf, is that his name? <laughs> A character that does not exist in the movies. He's a very minor character. Oh. He like races against them. Oh, okay, that was okay. not important at all. Okay. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so there were a few things in this that we appreciated slash mm-hmm. enjoyed. Yeah. I, the first one that I thought was actually actually genuinely a good change to adapt something to the film was creating the whole Olympic parcel service, which yeah. is in what is disguised as a UPS building to show Hermes doing all his messenger stuff. I thought that was a cool way to kind of translate that to film, but it, yeah. it completely changed the storyline of when they meet Hermes. But I was like, okay, I, I, yeah, but I thought that that one was cool. I thought that was interesting. I did. I thought that was fun. And in that same scene they talk about they're like why don't you just demi google him yeah (laughs) i thought that was hilarious i was like that's clever like yeah demi google Mm -hmm. one of the other things i really liked is how they told the story of chronos so again way out of order yeah however they do it with this really beautiful stained glass animation and i just i just thought it was really great yeah it Wait, reminded me of work. in Deathly Hallows when they yes. read the story of the three brothers. Yes. I love it in movies when there's like some sort of break in the format and it's like totally different style mm-hmm. when there's a story being told. I think that's a really cool thing to do. So I was a big fan of that yeah. in both of these movies. Yeah. Speaking of Harry Potter, we kind of had a little night bus nod. Yeah, a little bit. It was a very similar vibe. <laughs> very similar. Up to the, the wrinkled faces, even. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they take a taxi ride with the three fates. And the whole thing with the fates is there's one eye. Mm-hmm. And so they're fighting over the eye. And at one point, was it a tree? It was a tree, I believe. I think so. And the car separates. Yeah. And it contorts itself. And I was like, this is, this is very night bus right yeah, now. Yeah. And it's like weaving around the city uh-huh. streets. Yeah. Very where's, similar. Where's, where's Stan? Yeah. The, the hippocampus. I love the hippocampus. It was so cool. It was I was so really cool. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was Rainbow. So, yes. I loved it. I, loved I really yeah. I loved that. And I mm-hmm. like that it wanted sugar. 
Yes. It was so cute. I, I really liked how they did that. It was uh, actually well done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. How did we feel about the setting of the movie? Really? We want to talk about Camp Half-Blood. I mean, Camp Half-Blood still did not really make sense to me. I still don't know what was happening there. Here's um, my I'm thing. Being honest. <laughs> we went from Renaissance Fair tents to an enchanted cottage camp. Yeah. What is know. the vibe? I Maybe they got like federal funding or something and they can <laughs> build, build actual establishments. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand what the, what is right. They don't know what the vibe is. They don't know right. what it is. It felt completely different from the first one. I was like, was how completely... are we supposed to believe that this is the same place? It was not. It totally right. was not. Ugh, the gate was the same, like the arch. That is true. That's it. That's, That's it. That was the only thing. But that everything else, I was like, I don't know where we are. I don't yep. know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So the whole premise, you know, in Percy Jackson is that in the modern world, there are Olympus reflections or you know mm-hmm. and so you know mount olympus is in the epicenter of wherever it is so that was the empire state building in new york city hades and the underworld was in hollywood yes oh you know i was listening to our lightning thief episode today and we couldn't remember the name of the recording studio it's yes. doa because it's dead, <gasps> dead on, on arrival, arrival. Yes. so good but so i just good. remembered that i just remembered that so i mean that's we missed just so that clever in one. <laughs> so yeah. in this movie we find out where the depths of tartarus are and dear listeners in case you're wondering the depths of tartarus are in cleveland <laughs> yep cleveland i completely missed this part i, I have screamed. no <laughs> i screamed oh it was so funny it was so good. Yeah. Okay, moving into our last section. Personally, my favorite <laughs> section. It's a fun section. It's a fun section. So now we're into our cringy, funny, favorite quote section. Yeah. Memorable Once, quotes. Memorable. <laughs> Once again, most of these are Grover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one that made me laugh was when they were talking about Tyson had just arrived. He's a baby Cyclops and Grover. Grover says, I think the politically correct term is ocularly impaired. I was just like, why? Oh, Grover. Oh, it's so funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they were talking about ways to save Talia's tree because it's been poisoned and it's it's Mm -hmm. dying. And Grover once again goes, well, Persephone did come up with Miracle Grow. And I was like, So clever. It's so good. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, Mm -hmm. And then another quote I loved was a classic Mr. D quote. <laughs> Percy is talking about like needing to go do this to save Talia's tree. And Mr. D goes, you want to go on a quest? It must be Thursday. <laughs> it was just so good. This next one, I was like, let's see. So currently it's June 30th. It's been a terrible week. Yes. For, I mean, one, free society. Free society. I know. I was free, honestly, as a, as a country, for us as women. Uh, but, you know, for anyone who thinks climate change is real and uh, needs to be addressed, it's been a bad week. And so they're in D.C. They see the Capitol building and Tyson says, oh, it looks like Olympus. And Grover says, right down to the dudes in power who only care about themselves. This one hit so hard for it me. It hit so hard. This was in I was 2013. Like, man. 
2013. Mm-hmm. I was like, you you are right on, Grover. You're that still is exactly right. Correct. And the fact Absolutely. that that still applies, anyways. So I was like, yep, snaps, <sighs> snaps. Yeah. A wonderful Percy, Percy quote. I don't know who said it. Maybe Tyson goes, "How cool is that?" Percy says, "Arctic." <laughs> and I was like, Percy, you nerd. Uh, yeah. Uh, my my favorite quote was when they (laughs) encounter luke on the yacht and they're like running away and percy is standing on the like the roof of it and luke just looks at him and goes don't walk on my roof (laughs) like very matter of fact and i was like like, so sincerely yeah don't walk on my roof don't walk on my roof yeah I was like, okay. Uh, and we're <laughs> but, like, Luke, we know you didn't buy that yacht. Right? It did make me actually laugh out loud, though. <laughs> it's like, very it's caught off guard. But good. Soundtrack style and vibes of this movie. <laughs> Once again, we've got some bangers. Yeah. The song, My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark by Panic at the Disco. Um, used multiple times so in this times. movie I don't know and why. more than once is too many, too many times. Honestly, I agree. <laughs> it was one of those where, cause it was like in the opening one when they're on the wall mm-hmm. and it was one of those where I'd totally forgotten about this song. Yeah. And then they played and I was like, that was a big song, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it definitely was at the time. Yeah. Well, we've reached the end of <sighs> our discussion. How do you recommend people approach this movie? slash um book cast this movie i would say just ignore the fact that it exists yeah <laughs> read yeah, the yeah. book and mm-hmm. again wait eagerly for the show anticipate yeah. yep there's no coming back there's no getting back the time spent watching this movie correct yeah so just yeah. you know use it reading yeah exactly use that time that you would have spent watching this movie reading the book instead yeah exactly Mm -hmm. well that brings us to the end next week we'll be talking about talk about nostalgia yes (laughs) next week we're going to be talking about harry potter and the sorcerer's stone so super looking forward to that we have an email address now if you guys want to send us any recommendations it's the red carpet pod at gmail.com so feel free let us know what you want us to talk about as always you can find us on instagram too the red carpet pod I just want to say thank you to everyone who's shared episodes and like interacted with us on Instagram and, you know, engaged with the content. It's just been so fun and seeing the support is just so like heartwarming. I, it's just awesome. Yeah. I will second that. This has truly been so much fun and we were both so excited to kind of start this project and just seeing how much people are enjoying it and just hearing from you all has been so much fun and has made it even better, honestly. And I've loved every minute of it. It's been such a delight. I know. So thank you so much to everyone for letting us know. If you haven't already, please leave us a little review. Let us know what you like. If you don't like something, just send us an email. Don't worry about it. Yeah, keep that to the email. (laughs) Just send us a little email. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you can find us on our personal bookstagrams. I'm at Reading Rainbow. I'm at Fictional Cass. That's it. (laughs) That's that's where you can find us. Come say hi. (laughs) Well, until next time, XOXO, Matt and Cass. Bye.